0: Come on everybody, it's the inside trip So crack a high life and take a sip On that T-I-T, get up and scream And you can spell it backwards, you know what I mean Your boy Brando in the house tonight Gonna lay it down smooth and keep it tight When Ben Watson gets on the mic You better get ready cause he brings the hype It's
1: about that time, you already know That nasty trip, this nasty flow The inside trip, that is the show Don't wind up on your back bro. Uh, what's up, wrestling fans? We are back. The Inside Trip Wrestling Podcast, episode number 85. My name is Brandon Olinger, and joining with me, as always, is Ben, the Law Watson. What up, what up, what up? What's up, Ben? How you doing? We're on a little, uh, what do we call it, a little, we're on an off week, per se.
0: Yeah, you know, a little bit of downtime, a little time for self-reflection about what we just witnessed through this entire NCAA season. Some of the biggest surprises, some of the biggest
1: shocks. You know, when we play all the girlies flock Getting my body and mind ready for the postseason Is your body and mind ready?
0: My, I'm doing something
1: <laughs> What is it you're
0: doing? I'm doing something
1: <laughs> You're doing something
0: <laughs> But baby, you know Just because there was not no wrestling this week Doesn't mean that we're not going to come out here And bless them with a little podcast Bless them? Oh, bless them you going Jarvis Landry on our on our listeners? That's right, baby. I need somebody to root for because them Bengals, them Bengals need something.
1: You are getting on my Browns bandwagon? I love it. Yeah, I love it. I'm a Patriots fan now. Oh, I. You are banned from this podcast. <laughs> you know I'm kidding. You know I'm, you know I'm kidding. <laughs> Man, how you doing? Seriously,
0: I'm good, dude. I'm good. I mean, it's a freaking Sunday night. You know, uh, got a long work week, but then you know what we got? We got that big ten weekend, weekend coming up. And you know we're going to drop that Big Ten Bracket Buster podcast here as soon as the brackets come out, and I cannot wait.
1: How you been? Uh, I'm doing fantastic, all considering it's been a crazy weekend. That's why I'm sitting here at your house on about 9 o'clock on a Sunday night with a little tequila cocktail in my hand. Let me tell you about That's my right. weekend. All right. Tell me about that weekend. Though. I had to get off work on Friday. I had to hurry home, get my wife, get my daughter, pack up the car, Drive an hour down to Harrison, Ohio Which is basically Indiana Felt like I was in the flipping twilight zone It really is By the way If anybody from Harrison listens to this podcast What is going on down there? I, I, I was literally in local establishments Coming up with a list of You might be in Harrison if Well, here's one of them I don't think I went to a single Fucking restroom Where it didn't look like Shit was splattered all over the toilet. To literally to where it by by the third time it finally hit me what it was. It's dip spit. <laughs> it's dip spit. Welcome to my Harrison.
0: life. <laughs> <And Harrison. laughs> to Harrison
1: um but anyway, so yeah, we had to travel down Got there. And the wrestling team. Um they do have a good wrestling team coached by my former high school coach, Chad Dennis, also host of the Matt Boss Podcast. Yeah, that's right. For those of you that didn't know. That's right. Um, my daughter had a dance competition down there this weekend, and I think I have finally found the equivalent to crazy wrestling fans and it 's crazy dance moms <laughs> not crazy wrestling fans, but crazy wrestling parents. you know the youth wrestling parents right, right. it 's crazy dance moms this oh this shit starts started at seven o 'clock in the morning. these dance routines and performances. And there is nothing worse than being in a gym at 7 o'clock in the morning with a really, really bad mixture of music going on, very reminiscent of the movie Bring It On, you know, when they had oh, the yeah. spirit fingers. Dun, yeah, bring dun, it on, dun, bring dun, it on dun, again. Dun, 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 yeah. Dun, dun. yeah, it's like that with some old lady banging a cowbell right in my ear.
0: Why are they using the cowbell?
1: Uh, I don't know. Oh, but man. Uh, Unlike Christopher Walken. I did not need more cowbell. <laughs> no, no way. Uh, so, Is your yeah. wife a crazy uh, dance mom? No, no. We just root for my daughter and her team. You know, we just get up, whistle a little bit, cheer, clap. Hug, That's fun. Kiss, You're high proud five. of them. Uh, so, yeah, we spent all day in a, in a gym Saturday watching that. Got to watch a little UFC action Saturday night. Woo! Oh, UFC. in the funky askrin.
0: Yeah, I didn't get to catch that
1: match. Or er, match. Jeez, I didn't get to catch that fight. Sorry, it's a little late. Ah. Uh, you know, I'm happy about. The, i I'm happy for Ben Askren. I watched. It. I'm I'm happy for Ben Askren for the outcome. As uh, you know, someone who's a fan of watching the fights, I I was a little disappointed because I would have loved to have seen that fight gone uh, multiple rounds. I heard Lawler was throwing a little bit. Um, I I got to give both Lawler and Askren credit. For one, Lawler just came out like basically ready to go. Askren, first of all, can I just say? Ben Askren is the most unassuming, un impressive physical specimen I've ever seen. He might look worse with the shirt off than I do. Legitimately, he just put the dad bod back on the map for being an elite athlete status. He legitimately looks like he could fight at 155 or 145. His love handles were twice the size of mine. <laughs> I'm not joking. But that's what he's always been. I'm not joking. The most like if you were to look at him and you're like, man, the most like, uh, what what am I? Th- what's the word I'm thinking of here? The feature that stands out? You're like, oh man, this guy's gonna be a badass. It's probably his chin. <laughs> okay, <laughs> the thing you don't want to
0: have big if you're a fighter, <laughs> right?
1: But man, I'll tell you what, dude, the guy, he, I give him all the credit in the world because he got rocked.
0: He take a punch.
1: He got rocked in the beginning. I would say probably. Rocked worse than maybe he's ever been in an actual MMA fight he, His head was busted open Laller, That's what they say Lawler was on top of him Basically going for the ground and pound TKO They said that
0: Ben went like Freaking head to the mat undefensive yes. For at least a second
1: to, to the point to where I had multiple conversations With, with some people about this today Where there was it, it, and regardless of what side of the fence you sit on, whether you're an Askren fan or whether you're a Lawler fan or whatever, it doesn't matter. But there was a point to where, and it all happened so fast, where I thought the ref may have let that go a little too long. Now, ultimately, it worked out in Askren's favor. And I started thinking conspiracy theories like, because you know Dana White doesn't like Ben Askren. Did Did At Dana all. White maybe maybe say something like, listen, if this boy's getting his head bashed and just, just let it go a little bit longer. You know, I do Herb Dean's going to do
0: that Well Herb Dean's making some money though Off the
1: UFC So anyway um, Ultimately Askren recovered He got his wits about him again Did a real good job getting back to that bottom half guard Scooping Lawler's uh, What would be his right leg I believe um, You know it's a very common jujitsu or MMA position And was able to defend him Intelligently defend him himself right. again right. So that's If you're not did. intelligently defending yourself The ref's got to stop the fight Well I mean um, that's, you have to yeah, Absolutely And then Askren Dude, he ultimately is able to get Lawler to the mat, much like we know he likes to do, kind of a la Khabib style, get him to the mat, trap the legs, don't let him move, pin him down. And he ends up in a what we would call the either some people call it the bulldog or the schoolyard position, right? Um, essentially, like a like a, like a side headlock noogie, it's a, it's like a, Nolan a, Ryan on Robin Ventura yeah, it's noogie. A side position. Headlock. Yeah, exactly. Well, so the, you know, in, in grappling or whatever MMA, they'll call it the bulldog or the schoolyard.
0: Well, and, they, need, um,
1: they need to call it what wrestlers call it, the side headlock. Yeah, yeah, because we all see wrestlers dominate the UFC. Um. And from there, I mean, obviously, Askren was in total control, um, and this is where things got a little, I guess, what's what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Controversial. Controversial. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Man, it's late. It's it's late. I'm. No, I got I'm you two dog. tequilas in right now. Um, it's anyway. At this point in time, you know, Askren's got a mean grip in this bulldog position. That didn't look ruthless from the the clip It, it that I really saw. did. And you know Lawler had his hand up, up kind of defending it, and then kind of his... like reaching on Ben's Correct. head, right? Ultimately, the arm falls to the ground, very limp like. All right, and so I understand why the ref it runs over there. It looked limp, and and calls the match. Now, with that said, Lawler hops up right away. He's a little frustrated, like, no, I wasn't out, you know. And I think it's kind of a, it's really a lose-lose situation for all all, all parties because ultimately. The ref is trained basically to ensure that people don't get seriously injured and or killed killed in the octagon. All right, I mean, let's face it that's that's the fact killed or literally physically maimed to the point where there's like no recovery. Correct. Now, for anyone who's ever trained or competed either in mixed martial arts or Brazilian jiu jitsu or uh, submission grappling a la or you know AKA nogi grappling, um, when you're in position such as Lawler was, where it's a very disadvantageous position And maybe there is a lot of pressure being applied to you Maybe there is some sort of choke happening But you're not being choked out completely Was he across his carotid though? Um, I'd have to go back and look at it again but, but essentially the point I'm getting at is that Any small, any movement by Lawler Can potentially compromise His position even worse Whether it's a small movement A big movement Whatever it is Okay so by him His arm dropping to the mat And he's there If The ref runs over there. It's not like Lawler can just start waving his arm around saying, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, okay? He's focused on not going out, okay? And that's where I think... His arm might be in a position to where
0: he doesn't want to move it because if he moves it, it puts him in a more disadvantageous position than he would be at the moment.
1: So, you know, look. While I thought the stoppage when I watched it live could be considered questionable, I do completely understand why the ref stopped it. Congrats to Ben Askren. You can't blame Ben. You can't. No, you absolutely can't. And that's what... So what irritated me was, and
0: by the way, I like Lawler. He's actually been one of my favorite Same here. UFC fighters. Now you're 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 more into it than I am, but ruthless dude. He was he's he. Every time I've watched him fight, he puts on a show. That dude just throws those hands. So I thought it was really cool to watch. Um, or I didn't get to see it. Excuse me, but I thought it was really cool to watch Lawler kind of throughout the years. So when I heard that Ben was going to fight him, I was like, you know what? It's a it's a win win to me because I like Lawler, and also Ben respects Lawler. You know, it's oh, interesting they gave him the one person that he actually respects in the UFC.
1: Well, that's what Ben said after the fight too. For one, after after Joe Rogan and this kind of irritated him it was kind of going on and on about the stoppage. And Ben basically, he said two things that was fantastic. Joe or Dana? It was Joe. Dana doesn't get in the ring and do the interviews. Joe Rogan gets in the ring and. doesn't I thought put Joe up. liked Ben though. Um, I don't know. I'm sure he doesn't dislike him, but obviously it's Dana's boy. Mm-hmm. Um, he said one, he started questioning about the stoppage and. Askren said, I'm not the ref, I don't have any control over that Um, Askren also said It sucked that, you know, he's got so much Respect for Lawler, it sucks that That's who they matched him up with in the first fight Um, The other thing I loved was And this is where Ben does what Ben does with his shit talking Is basically state The real question here is How long is it going to take before Dana White Starts bitching about this stoppage
0: And it was probably five minutes Probably no, I mean Dana's already bitched about it.
1: Exactly. You see? Oh yeah. Dana said that it was it
0: was a bad bad call. Well, and Dana's given what's this, this Colby dude? Colby. Yeah. The, yeah. The Colby Covington, got, I think. He's, Dana basically said we're going to have Ben fight Lawler again, and Ben's like, nope, not interested.
1: Which I, ben I would love to see it. I would love to see it. I think that Probably would be ben a fight, fight Lawler, for the ages. Though. It's a bad matchup for Ben And I say that Even after Ben beat him
0: I don't think he wants To fight his buddy Same as fighting Tyrone Woodley He doesn't want to fight These dudes He wants to fight
1: Some dudes he don't like I understand I get it Anyway we've kind of Gone off on a little tangent But it was a It was a phenomenal I like fight like it night. We'll come
0: from a dude Like you who does um, You know BJJ And is, you're kind of You know, into this stuff It's it's interesting to hear your perspective
1: Uh, and, And look, I'm not what you would I'm not an elite guy by any means I've trained on and off for the last nine years I've gotten, I've been fortunate enough to train with some guys Who would be considered elite level guys Or at the very minimum Very, very, very good guys Um and it, it, look it, it was a, it was a great fight and i think had that fight gone was able to go two to four rounds it would have been fin- it would have been a war but congrats to ben man all right anyway we got off on a little tangent here my apologies um it's all good baby as i said it's the inside trip wrestling podcast 13 minutes deep into this now um episode number 85 You guys know where to find us at We're out there on Twitter At The Inside Trip 1 Find us on Facebook The Inside Trip My boy Ben Has been going to school this week On that Facebook page Hey I'm working at Facebook over I love it Uh, We got an Instagram we're bringing up It's The Inside Trip Hopefully getting ready to do some fun stuff uh, Maybe with an Instagram uh, TV channel Or whatever it is An Instagram channel Yes Maybe even a YouTube channel So we got some stuff coming up Um, As for the podcast itself You guys know where to find us Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher Spreaker, all those typical podcast locations. So just go out there, find it subscribe to it, download, listen. And as always, guys, we appreciate this so much. Give us a rate and a review. If it's a bad review, it's okay. Give us that feedback. If it's a great review, let us know. We love hearing from you. And speaking of that, if you want to ever, ever, ever give us any commentary, feedback, anything at all, hit us up through email at theinsidetrip1 at gmail.com or through a direct message from any one of those social media platforms I just said. Um, All right, guys. So listen, this is it, baby We got some big things coming out, alright? We're very excited news. about this um, We put out a little teaser post on our, or on our social media platforms on Friday We are getting ready to go to print this week with our second batch of t-shirts They're going to be completely different than last year's shirts Essentially different colors, different color schemes, different shirts, brands, all of that Um and we're looking to do some good things with these shirts. So anyway, with that said, shirts are going to be available. They're going to print this week. All right, these are going to be next level. That's the brand Next Level Tri-Blend athletic shirts. These are athletic unisex shirts. Next Level is a very very reputable brand. Tri-Blend is what everybody's, you know, wearing these days. It's what they love. We got two options, okay? We're going to have two options. First option, vintage black. It's a vintage black t-shirt, kind of like a charcoal, t- a dark, like a deep charcoal gray uh, shirt. It's going to have a 1980s style uh, hot pink and teal color scheme a la Miami Vice. It's sick. I yeah, promise dude. you it's going to look sick. It's um, going to be just like last year's shirts. It's going to have our, our logo on the front. On the back, it's going to say, don't wind up on your back, bro. It's going to be Awesome additionally we're gonna have a vintage red shirt with yellow and blue color scheme it's gonna be great uh yellow singlet blue singlet uh the inside trip wrestling podcast in yellow on the back it's gonna say don't wind up on your back bro in yellow it's gonna look great as well That's I know it 's sharp dude it's gonna look real good now here's the important thing guys we wanted to do something with these shirts a little different this year as ben and i have said this podcast is not about making money, monetizing anything, nothing of that at all. In fact, we ultimately lose money on all this stuff, and that's okay because we love doing it. Um, what we are looking to do, guys, here's the deal with the shirts. Okay, the price for the shirts are going to be this. For the vintage red with the yellow and blue color scheme, it's going to be just like last year. Shirts are $25, and that includes your shipping costs on that. So ultimately, when you factor in shipping, you're basically getting the shirt for about 20 bucks, $21. All right. So we're going to have that option right there for the vintage black shirt. I just was I had the fortune today of having a nice conversation with Sally Roberts, founder of the Wrestle Like a Girl Foundation, It is a nonprofit organization that's very near and dear to us. They're doing a lot of great stuff with women's wrestling, especially in the area of high school sanctioning um, and doing other things like advocation, as well as also they put on multiple camps throughout the summer to for for young girls uh, wrestling camps, uh, teaching them about wrestling and empowerment and things like that. And Specific I think it's to an, women, right? Spe, no, no, actually, it, it's mostly women, but they have had you know boys show you oh, know, sign up cool. for it as well. Yeah, um, cool. things of that nature. So, the vintage black shirts. The cost for these shirts are going to be $30. That includes your shipping, but our profits from these shirts, we are going to donate to wrestle like a girl. It is our goal to raise enough money to be able to help sponsor a few girls to be able to attend one of their camps this summer free of charge. That's what Ben and I are looking to do. Hence why there is a $5 difference in the cost of that shirt. We want to be able to provide them with a bit more money. Um, So the profits after we cover our cost The shipping, the shirt and everything Is going to be donated to Wrestle Like a Girl um, We're very excited to do this I think it's going to be a great thing And hopefully it's the start of something you know bigger in the future um, Also With this said we also have 50 custom koozies. Some of you guys received koozies last year uh, at our live podcast in Cleveland at the National Wrestling Tournament. You've seen them on social media. We have 50 custom koozies. They're yellow. They got our logo on them. They're badass on the bottom. It says hashtag. You know, don't wind up on your back, bro. Whatever the initials for that. Yeah, is. the initials for that. Yeah. That's sick. It, it, it is awesome. Um, so we're uh, what we're we're gonna throw in a koozie with your order if you wish. The koozie are gonna be five dollars. So for thirty. You can get a red shirt and a koozie Plus your shipping And for $35 You can get one of the black shirts With the hot pink and teal And a koozie with your shipping Plus the donation to Wrestle Like a Girl Yeah, and that
0: all includes shipping Those Correct.
1: dollars all include shipping All shipping So, if you guys are interested in shirts Okay The orders are going in right now They're going to the print this week Hit us up through email trip one at gmail.com Send us a, uh, a DM on Twitter at the Inside Trip One. Send us a DM on Facebook. You can send us a DM on Instagram. Heck, if you need me, send me a Telegram. Call me if you got my phone number. Let us know you're interested. Give us your size. We'll tell you how to pay for it. We'll get your shirt ready for you and get that out as you, soon as they you go
0: Telegram. Last time we got a Telegram, we got it like two months <laughs> after it was sent. So I <laughs> okay. don't know if there'll be shirts left, but you can try. And I also don't know how to check the Instagrams on or the DMs on Instagram, so I'm leaving you up to that. I got it covered Guys I'm telling you These shirts are going to be sick The next level tri-blend dude I mean The tri blend's legit You know people say They got the tri-blend But do they really got the tri-blend I mean the tri-blend is I mean it's the most comfortable Shirt out there I
1: Ben's think. pumped Anyway, we're just pumped to do this, guys. We're not making any money off this, really. Just a few bucks, maybe, on the red shirts. On the black shirts, we're, donat- we're donating that to Wrestle Like a Girl. Um, again, we're hoping it leads to something pretty cool and hopefully is the start of something bigger in the future that maybe we can do with them. So hit us up if you're interested. We're ready to get these things rolling. If you're going to be in Pittsburgh, we're going to make sure that we've got a handful of shirts on us out there as well to sell. Um, the prices are basically the same. Uh, well, the prices will be the same. So anyway... If you're out there, find us because we're going to be out there at one of your local watering holes with some shirts in hands. All right, Ben. That's right. This is it, buddy. It's bracket season. It's bracketology, baby. The regular season's over. It's over. And And what a regular season it was. Like we
0: said, a lot of surprises, a lot of freaking um, intrigue, and I think there's some things that looking back on the season – I'd really like to talk about. And, you know, we, we discussed this to say, hey, what were the biggest surprises of the season? I think some are going to be obvious, some aren't going to be obvious um, so much, but it's it's neat to look back on the season and kind of do a, a reflection of, of, of what happened during the regular season. So, you know, without further ado, you want to talk about a com- some of the biggest surprises of the season?
1: You know, yeah, I actually would. I think, um, and I think this is such a great topic for this year for, you know, we, even if it wasn't us talking about this, just for people to consider because. To me, and this is one of the things I wanted to bring up, but one of the biggest surprises to me has been maybe not in regards to the team race, but there's a lot of individual weight classes where there's more parity this year than I thought there was going to be coming into the season. And we're probably going to get to some of that into some of these surprises. But, uh, you know, obviously the injury to Seth Gross helped out a lot at 133 because let's face it, Seth Gross was as dominant as there was. In college wrestling last year, and he would have been at the top of those rankings, at the top of this weight class this year. That's my opinion. Well, yeah, least. I mean the guy, the guy that I picked to win it is a guy that
0: didn't beat Seth Gross in the finals last year, and it wasn't even close. Season. Right. So you know, it's Seth Gross, the guy that b- bumped up and wrestled Bryce Meredith through a real tough match, bumping you know, up, two winning two to one, three to two, something right. or other. So, so, so that is a, that is a big one. But you know, I think the biggest surprise to me, and I, and I think this is one that's not going to shock everybody, Spencer Lee, Spencer Lee. Dominant finish to the 2018 season Suriano moves up NATO graduates Some people including me, maybe you Thought Nick or excuse me, Spencer Lee, untouchable this year I mean I drafted him first overall Over Jason Nolfe in, in our Fantasy Wrestling League Last year he went Tech, Tech, Fall Fall 5-1 at the NCAA Tournament Majored Sebastian Rivera At Biggs, Tech, Lezak, and Russell. This year not only has he not had the similar season, but we saw early season chinks in the armor. 13-4, to a de- major decision over Mackel, where he faded late. I think that's when we kind of saw what is going on with Spencer Lee. Is he sick? You know, is there something going on? Loses to Sebastian Rivera at Midlands. We're like, hey, we're still picking Spencer Lee to win, right? But, it's, you know, there's somebody out there can beat him. Then he goes and he only beats Russell 4-0 after he teched him last year. And, you know, I'm starting to think even more. Huh. Is Spencer Lee as dominant as he was last year? Then he goes out and gets pinned by Nick Piccinini. Spencer Lee has looked a shell of himself this year. And this is coming from a guy who thought that he would be. I mean, I thought he would be, him or Nolf would be the Hodge Trophy winner. So Spencer Lee and his performance this year is probably the biggest surprise to me.
1: I think it's probably one of the biggest surprises to everyone this year, and you know it's something that we've continued to talk about almost every week, and we're going. We will, we will continue to talk about through the conclusion of the of the, of the national wrestling tournament this year. Um, I, I, if I'm being honest, I thought Spencer Lee was going to be head and shoulders above the rest of the 125 pound weight class. I thought he was going to dominate his way through it this year. I I would have. I could have seen. I honestly could have seen Spencer Lee almost bonusing his way through the season almost right now with the exception of maybe like you know a close match here and there with with a ronnie bresser type um because he had that close match with him last year yeah Yeah, obviously lost to him and by close match i'm thinking maybe like a six to three something like that maybe yeah maybe beating a nick piccinini you know uh, similar to what he did last year 10 to 4 whatever it was something like that um but it's not been the case this year and it's and it's been multiple reasons too. Okay, okay. Obviously, he's battled. You know, we've heard injury, we've heard sickness, mono-like sickness, something or other. And for those people that's never had mono as an athlete, it, 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 it fricking cripples you. It will cripple you it's as an debilitating. It'd be my guess. Okay. I was gonna say that, but yeah, that's that. Okay, yeah, that's exactly the word I was gonna use, but I decided not to. <laughs> I, I wanted to say cripple. Yeah. <laughs> same, same thing. Yeah. Um, and then on top of that, and you and I talked a little bit about this last week. Are people figuring his style out? Right is he is he a little too one dimensional on his feet? Has he become? Uh, is he has he become? You know, is the ability to game plan for him when you're underneath him uh, there? Because listen, these college coaches, these guys aren't dummies, man. They're getting paid a
0: lot yeah, of money. to Do this.
1: They're scouting. They're watching videos. His his you know his opponents, these competitors, they're very smart. They're able to pick up on things. And I don't think that was, you know, obviously. Uh, Never more evident than in his two losses His match against Sebastian Rivera And his match against uh, Piccinini Both of these guys are the guys that uh, Spencer Lee dominated last year Yet they made some adjustments And for all intents and purposes Dominated him this year I mean, yeah, that Piccinini,
0: <laughs> Piccinini win was pretty dominant. I mean, and I, when you're getting crunched up and thrown to your back, it's pretty dominant. And, and honestly, Rivera did too. Rivera, I mean, maybe, oh, Rivera dominated him for seven minutes.
1: Correct. Maybe it wasn't you know a major or a tech fall, but he controlled that match. He basically got to where he wanted to get to and did what he wanted to do, and the result spoke for mm-hmm. itself.
0: And, and you know what, there's there's smarter people out there than us that'll, that'll be able to d- decide exactly why that's occurring We've got our own thoughts and we've we vocalized them, but to me that's one of the biggest surprises What's one of the biggest surprises to you this year?
1: Well, I think if we're talking about guys who we expected to dominate um, You know, there's another guy that's in the exact same boat as Spencer Lee this year, and that's Sahid Valencia And this has been his season this year to me has been an absolute shock because I actually said last year I didn't expect him to lose another college match. And not only have we seen him lose another college match this year, you know, he lost that match to Mark Hall, where Mark Hall basically, after the first minute of the first period, he controlled Zahid till the end. I would say even broke him. Even broke, he him. broke him.
0: That was one of the most surprising matches of the year for me is to watch Zahid
1: get dominated like that. And then on top of that, To see a guy like Dan Lewis, a great wrestler that Dan Lewis is, but has never beaten a guy like Zaheed Valencia, to basically go out there and catch Zaheed, who is a tall, rangy, athletic wrestler, ultimately catch him in a standing far side cradle that he went suicide on, like a standing suicide far side cradle. Is that even a thing?
0: For, for uh, Dan Lewis, it is because that dude's a freaking monster with impending,
1: and it wasn't. A, it wasn't. It wasn't Dan Lewis catching Zahid. It was Dan Lewis basically dominating Zaheed in a position that led to the fall. So you know, when you look at Zahid's season, you know this year compared to last year. Look, he's already got two losses after not having lost a match last year at all. The only loss that he's had before this, um, you know, in his collegiate career outside of redshirt, was the headgear pool situation against Mark holt at the national Mark Hoggins at the national tournament. His bonus rate is down this year. I don't think he's quite dominating guys like you would expect him to do. I, if I'm not mistaken, he wrestled Tayshan Campbell from Ohio State early in the season this year, correct? Yeah, six to Be- one. beat him six to one. Six to one. You know, yeah. so he's a guy that I'm I'm thinking is going to get after a guy like Tayshan, even though. Look, Stick him or maybe even though we know how you know how Campbell wrestles, um, you know um, (laughs) we know how he wrestles. But you know I would expect Zahid to go out there and dominate a guy like that. I'm just not. He's lost that aura of invincibility, in my opinion. He has, and when that happens. These other college these other d one guys that are good blood in the water they smell blood, man, they smell blood,
0: blood in the water, I agree, I agree, and you know zaheed 's had a you know he 's had some nice wins this year, same with Spencer, but at the same time, I think there 's blood in the water there, and I think that uh, you know as soon as you feel as soon as other people see that you 're not invincible, exactly what you just said, they start to get a little bit more confidence, so you're, i i, I couldn 't agree more that um, you know zaheed one of the biggest shocks this year is is. Kind of just losing twice Especially with that dominate Lost 4-0 to Mark Hall
1: Couldn't get out, couldn't score a point You know, we've touched I feel like we're, we've been touching on this every week But uh, Okay, so we've actually touched on it more With Spencer Lee than we have with Zahid So let's just Let's let's keep this focused on Zahid for a second What are you expecting of him Going into the national tournament? Because And, and I ask this because 174 Unlike 125 Is actually pretty stacked Okay You've got guys like Mark Hall Jordan Cutler Dan Lewis Dave McFadden Just to name a few Right there All guys That have been Multiple time All Americans And or National champs Yeah Miles Amin Don't want to sleep on him
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I expect them to make The finals And have a um, Have a a good match With Mark Hall I just think that That's his talent level I I think that he's there I think he's there I mean we've seen A major Cutler this year We've, We've seen a major Lujan this year So you know I, I think that that's I think that that's that's what's going to happen
1: so let me let me take this one this you know this surprise a step further um since we're talking about zaheed another surprise to me that just continues to surprise me year in and year out it's almost it's like it's like I'm buying fool's gold every year, and that's the Arizona state team in general I mean Arizona <laughs> state seems to consistently get. High-level recruits, and not not just one, not just two, but many of them, to where their recruiting classes are ranked very high. Yet they consistently underperform throughout the season and at the national tournament. And that, and that's no different this year. I mean, look, this is a team that's six and ten overall in duels this year. And, six and ten.
0: And at one point they were ranked ninth in the country. Correct. At one point they were ranked ninth in the country this year, and they're six and ten with some strange losses. I
1: mean, they lose. Uh, Okay, so they lose to North. I expect them to lose to Ohio State and Penn State. I would expected that. Well, yeah. Losing to North Carolina, fifteen to twenty. Losing to Michigan the way they did, twelve to twenty three. I mean, not even close. Losing to Virginia, they lost to Virginia.
0: They're not. They're not competitive.
1: Um, Man, they lost to Oklahoma. Who loses to Oklahoma?
0: Don't sleep on Oklahoma now. But no, I agree with you. Um,
1: And I I don't mean that to knock Oklahoma. Oklahoma is in rebuilding mode right right now. Right. I think that. they lost to Stanford. How you gonna lose to Stanford? <laughs>
0: they're not. They're not good. They're not that good. But they've got. But if you look up and down their lineup, they've got a solid wrestlers.
1: Now, granted, look. Okay, let's 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 throw some caveats out there. They've got an All-American heavyweight in redshirt Tanner Hall. I-, I think he's trying to become the first 30-year-old to ever compete in, in-, in All-American at the in Division One. He's probably going to do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know because didn't he go on like a, mi- a mission? Yeah. He, oh yeah. yeah. And, and now he's redshirting. Wait, you take an Olympic redshirt in 2016? No, he, he, this guy's got to be every bit of 28.
0: Oh, I think I, I actually do think he's 27 years old.
1: He might be old enough almost to have like at least a, a grandkid close. He is going to run for president in 2020. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I I think you've got to be like 36
1: to do that. 34. 34 to do that. So <laughs> am I correct in the lawyer on that? I think it's 34. You know, I, hey, lawyers don't deal with presidents that often. <laughs> you There's know, and then they got, got Anthony level. Valencia in red shirt. Um I think they got a, a Jacory Teamer. Where
0: the hell is Anthony Valencia going to wrestle this year? He ain't taking shield spot.
1: No. <laughs> he ain't taking his brother's spot. No. I mean, they do got Teamer in red shirt? I like that dude a lot. You know, so they got some good guys in red shirt, but I mean, come on. Yeah, but is they just going to fail? I feel like every year, you know, it's like, "Oh, look at that recruiting class Arizona State guy. Ooh, they they're 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 on the verge." Right. Oh, of losing to Stanford.
0: Yeah, losing to Virginia And again, it's not a knock But but when you're getting these types of recruiting classes And when you're ranked ninth in the country And when you've got this type of allure At Arizona State with the coaching staff that they have What's going on there?
1: Well, I'll tell you what's going on I mean, if I was out there That is Party City Sunshine Girls Party City Big Titty Committee Okay, Ben, moving on to the next uh, surprise What you got for me, man?
0: (laughs) Is that all we got?
1: Well, I mean, you gotta did you have to go there.
0: I mean, I'm just saying that's probably what's going on at Arizona State.
1: I mean, why do you think Jo J O went out there to train? Right. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Dude,
0: my next surprise is the strangest thing I've seen in a minute. In a minute in wrestling. And it's Utah Valley. The Bloodtown
1: guys wearing Ohio State singlets. <laughs> the Blood Round guys? <laughs> you you know. said blood, town.
0: blood Round. Blood Round guys wearing Yeah, that was awesome. No, it's Utah Valley University, two thousand and eighteen. Not 2019. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. No, I mean, well, it's 18 19 here. Finished tied for 43rd place in last year's NCAA tournament. But then Coach Greg Williams gets him rolling early on in the season. Nearly upsets Nebraska in their opening duel, 15 19. And I tell you what, they were a match away in a tight match from winning that duel. Beats Rutgers 24 14. Finishes ahead of Oklahoma. Shared on
1: the Rutgers.
0: Right. Should have went to Rutgers. Finishes ahead of Oklahoma, WVU ranked Wyoming, Rutgers, Purdue, Edinburgh, Army, etc. at the journeyman. Then goes and drops a close one to Big 10 foe 17 to 22 Wisconsin, finishes 8th out of 43 teams at Cliff Keen's and then trounces Purdue 28 to 11, all before 2019 and all doing this without Taylor Lamont, the guy who was a 125 pounder last year who was
1: ranked really high. Yeah, I think he went into the national tournament as the seventh seed, ultimately lost in the blood round. Um, if, if, a funny little fact here, I think he, in the second round, he beat Sebastian Rivera in the second round, and then Taylor Lamont ended up losing in the blood round, and Sebastian Rivera ended up ended All-American. Up Since the balls dropped. 2019, you know the ball drop. Yeah, Ben, I picked up on yeah. that. UVU. But some of our listeners, knowing you, probably thought you meant balls. No,
0: I said ball drop. Utah Valley struggled, man Significant amount of starters with, with injuries Do you know in a couple of their duels They had one starter wrestle They had nine dudes out with injury At, at, at one time
1: Was it injury? I thought they were just protecting seeds I don't They're know They're like, look, our boys were on a roll in 2018 Let's sit them out until the till the conference
0: tournament So after trounce, yeah So after Trouton, Purdue Beating Rutgers They lose to Stanford Stanford's just beating everybody Stanford out here beating everybody They lose to Fresno State They lose to WVU They just beat They lost to South Dakota State They lost to North Dakota State 47-3 to They lost to Iowa State 50-0 to Lost to Wyoming Northern Iowa Air Force That is the biggest Tale of two seasons I've ever seen The good news for them is I think they got all their Starters back They got five dudes Ranked in the top ten In the country A couple sneak on the podium They could be a top 25 Team That to me Very surprising
1: oh. So let, I don't, Look, I don't mean to be a dick here, honestly so I have to ask this Because what's your surprise? Is your surprise the 2018 You know, the start of the season version Or the 2019 after, I've never the, seen, after their balls dropped?
0: Yeah, I've never seen something I've never seen a dichotomy of seasons From December to January, ever I've never seen something this, this I guess, different between a team How frustrating does that Gotta be for a coach So I mean it just It was a surprise Because it was a surprise How good they were
1: Yeah no Okay I get that I, I do I do get that um, I, I would say You know listen Look Their coach knows What they're capable of This year And to me one of the biggest surprises, minus all everything that you just said about Utah Valley, is the fact that they actually have some guys with legitimate chances to get on the podium in March. That, to me, is one of the biggest surprises about Utah Valley. Five, five minus, guys out of their ten ranked. Minus Taylor Lamont. Okay? Yeah, exactly. You know, their heavyweight, Orndorf. He's had a great season this year, you know, by by his standards and b- b- by the standards of you know the majority of this heavyweight weight class, which right. has just been a shit show outside your top four or five guys. On top of that, their sixty five pounder um, Romero Oof. has been tough this year. He looks, he's beaten he some good. good guys. He's looked phenomenal at times. You know, probably taken a couple of you know head scratching losses here and there, but he's obviously shown that. Look, the guy's got skill, and even at a weight as deep as one sixty five, he can get on that podium. And then you got a guy like Matt. Finley at 141. You really don't know what to expect to him at this point. He's been ranked pretty high in the top ten or right around the top ten. Um, battled some injuries. Hasn't really wrestled some of the guys. I I, I would have liked to have seen him wrestle at times. Um, Ian Parker from Iowa State was one of them. I think he uh, did not wrestle that match. That would have been a great match to watch to right. see where he's at because Ian Parker's is having a great season. Um, but with that said, you know you look at a team like la- you know where last year where. I could have just named one guy on their team last year, and that was Taylor Lamont. Right. Okay. Who suffered an injury um, at U23 Worlds this year and is not wrestling this year, yet they've still got two or three guys, maybe four, five, that could actually get on the podium if things work out in the right way for them. And beaten some Big Ten teams this year. I think that that's pretty cool. Correct.
0: Correct. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's, they're, they're one of my surprises this year.
1: So, um, what you else know, you got, man? Go you, another one.
0: Okay. You want to go another surprise?
1: Yeah. Give me another
0: one. I you, like this. Do you want a team or do you want something else? Give me an individual, an individual. I don't. I, you know what? I don't got an individual for you, but I got an individual um, match that I want to talk about, and it relates to hands to the face calls. All right, all right. Talking about it, hands to the face calls this year. So always been a rule. It, you know, we're talking surprises. Made a point of emphasis this year. You know what? It decided the fix versus Seriano match. You know to say that. You know, Serrano kept on putting his hands in the face, and they called it. I think when I was at the district uh, this year or, or uh, this weekend for uh, high school, and I saw more hands to the face, face that wouldn't have got, that would have got called in college that did not call it in high school. I was like, oh my goodness! Yeah, probably parents smacking their kids in the face <laughs> in the stands. <laughs> it's becoming kind of like, <laughs> yeah, I saw that too. <laughs> but it's becoming kind of like I sit back and I wait for it. Like a, we wait for flags on pass interference or holding in the NFL, and I'm sitting there and I'm watching wrestling. Match it's almost
1: like, like the oh. new rules with roughing the pass right. in the NFL. You're almost like,
0: like oh my goodness, is, is this going to get a is this going to get a flag? Right. Well, I mean, you know what I'm saying. No, like, I
1: get it. Man, here's okay, and this is I, I go back and forth with this rule all the time. If we're just being black and white about it, it's always been a rule. It's always been the rule. It just really hasn't ever really been as enforced like it has been this year. Right. Okay, but it's always been the rule, and these guys know it. Now, do I like the way the rule is presented? Meaning, it's an it's a it's a point basically the first time. No, I'd like to see some warnings. Warning. Okay, Big give time. me some warnings. That's I'm, it. I wanna, I'm a That's warning it. man. Just myself. give me some warnings. Okay, maybe even it's just one. Like like stalling. You get hit for stalling once. Boom. You get hit for it again. You get a point.
0: Right. And if it's not a warning, at least let's make it. Let's give them – and I hate to say this because I don't like to do this very often. Let's give the officials some subjectivity here to say, was that purposeful or was that by accident? Because we've seen some on accident hands to the faces. faces call. If you're not going to do the warning thing, at least don't call something if it, if it accidentally happens. Call it if the guy's digging
1: up the freaking other guy's nose. I would actually like – you know what? I think when we – no, I'm, I'm actually not going to say that because I think when you allow too much subjectivity – then things just become even more of a mess, yeah, even more convoluted. That's why, said... That's why, just give me the warnings, okay? Look, okay. your hands aren't supposed to be to the face. You know it, okay? So even if it's incidental, you know, you're in a position, you go to you go to snap the head, and maybe the guy, I don't know, stands up or something, you know, comes up out of a stance a bit, and instead of snapping the head, you smack him in the nose. You didn't mean to smack him in the nose. You probably wanted to smack him in the nose, but you didn't mean to. Right. All right, just give him a warning. You do it again, it's a point. But I don't like the way it is now because we're going to see – so oh, yeah. very, very crucial matches At the national tournament Decided by this rule And man, it's, it's just It's not going to be It's not going to be right for the wrestlers It's not going to be right for the teams It's not going to be right for the fans It's just not right for the sport Let me ask you this Ask me, go ahead
0: Let me present this to you Oh, lay it on me, bro A million people 850,000 Whatever the freaking people are That watch on ESPN Saturday night for the NCAA Finals And it's fixed for Suriano And it's that exact same match How Freaking confused are people going to be that that match ends like that? Oh, they're
1: going to be really confused because they're going to wonder what the hell happened to Meechich, because Michich was supposed to be in the finals. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> that, that was good. That was, that was really good. But do you get what I'm
0: saying? Like, you get a high level match like that. Look, I think the NCAA officiating crew, and, and it's not just the, the officials because they're told you got to call this, but the officiating crew that runs NCAA wrestling took, what, took a rule that made sense and it's made it out of control. And it To me it is a shock this year The way it's being called And it's going to fuck up Some matches at NCAAs And it's going to take Some All-Americans Or some national finalists Away from some kids That you know what I hate to say deserve it Because you know the rule But I mean Especially if it was incidental Come on
1: No Look man I get it I get it Alright so listen I'm, I'm going to lump this to me, this next big surprise is there's like three all rolled into one right here, and I don't mean to steal your thunder on one of them. Steal them, but I got to talk about Oklahoma State for a second. Yes, I think Oklahoma State in general has been a huge, a lot, a, a, a lot of surprises going on this year, and I think it, you can start right at 125, Nick Piccinini, Okay, for oh, one, yeah. the season that that boy's having this year, uh, we knew he was good. We know what he was capable of, but this is a guy that did not get on the podium last year. And now, right now, he's in position, is legitimately in position to be in consideration for the top seed at the national tournament, at minimum the number two seed. He's undefeated. He's got some good wins now. He's got the wins against Rayvon Foley, Sean Russell. He's got the win against Pat Glory, and he's got the massive, you know, the 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 cradle herd round the world last week Crunch. against Spencer Lee, just bulldogged him over. Um, so big. The way he's wrestling right now and the season he's had is a huge surprise for one.
0: You know, he's got an eighty-two percent bonus point rank right, right now.
1: What was it before, in previous years? It was like in the forties. That there just goes to show you.
0: Oh, I got it right here. His bonus rate last year, 48. His freshman year, 34.
1: And it's 80, what? 82? 82 right now. That's insane. Because when you look at a guy like Zahid Valencia, we were talking about him earlier, yeah. his bonus rate this year is 76%. I would expect Zahid Valencia to have a higher bonus rate than Nick Piccinini. And, I, and if anybody Not says they disagree, I would I yeah. would fight you over it. Not this year. Yeah,
0: especially because last year he was at 48%. Correct. You know? And you know what I think some of it is? Well, we know we, it's it's two things to me. It's confidence, which is super important. He just looks real confident, and he looks bigger. He looks a little bigger this year at one twenty five. He was always been known as a guy that wouldn't have trouble making one twenty five, kind of a career to one twenty five pounder, not the biggest one. I'll tell you what, his upper body looks pretty solid. Um, you know, I think that what happened was he got teched by Lee Zach, pinned by Lee at the NCA tournament after taking fourth as a freshman, having a hell of a freshman season. And he said, "Yo, I don't I don't like that very much. I don't like not being on the podium." And I tell you what, I would be shocked if he wasn't standing on that podium. Um
1: Oh, on I would, Saturday. Uh, No, I mean it would be it would be mind-blowing if he didn't all-American this year. Yeah. And and will even you know just give the kids some props. He's actually fun to watch Wrestle. If you sit down and Super watch him Wrestle, fun. he's really fun to watch Wrestle.
0: Really good on his feet, really good on top.
1: I like it. Fundamentally no, I like it all. Sound. And the way he worked Spencer Lee on bottom in that match. Cool. I love that. Basically got to his feet four or five times before he actually got out. You know, we talked about that last week. No no reason to go into it in depth again. But another surprise on the Oklahoma State lineup has been, you know, me. the polar opposite of Nick Piccinini. It's been the season of Cade Brock. Now, here's a guy who's <sighs> gotten on the podium, what, twice already in his career? Two oh, out of yeah. two times? Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. a two-time All-American. Yeah, two-time All-American. Maybe, maybe fifth twice. I can't remember. Uh, it took, uh, yeah. that, that No, yeah. Fifth me twice. Me. Okay. He's, he's taken fifth, fifth twice. twice. Okay. So, Bumps up to 141 this year And look, I'll be the first to admit I will raise my hand and say I thought that was a smart thing for him I right. thought it was a good move for him Go up to 141 We thought you might have been cutting too much weight at 133 Go up to 141 You know, you're going to be able to get a little bit bigger Still move the way you move And you're going to be able to hang with all these guys The, the, the McKinnas, the Nick Lees, the Yanni well, I'm i not sure anybody's hanging with Yanni at right. this point Right, well, but we thought he was going to be super competitive at 141 Correct. We but didn't in- think there was going to be this type of drop-off, right? But instead you know, when you look at his seasons, look, his freshman year, 30-4, fifth-place finish. His sophomore year, 30-5, fifth-place finish. Here we are heading into the postseason. Cade Brock's 16-6. and six. He's got six losses. He just recently had a pin. He just got pinned by Jaden Ironman. Now, Jaden Ironman's tough. He'll pin a lot of people. But you don't see Cade Brock getting pinned a lot. You know, going into the postseason on a pin, he's got three losses this year though by one point he's losing to guys that i really wouldn't expect him to lose to you know you don't expect him to lose to a guy like mitch mckee a guy who's never beat him before this year in folk style you don't you don't expect that you don't expect Cade brock to lose to the freshman dom demas now dom demas is tough but you don't expect Cade brock to lose to him. No, no the no, savvy no, no, veteran no, no, no. Cade brock you just don't expect that you know and then maybe Possibly one of the most puzzling ones is the Sam Turner loss from Wyoming. Now Sam Turner's tough, okay, but Sam Turner has ten losses on the year, right? Like, ten losses on the year, and that was another puzzling loss.
0: Well, I think if it was just that loss, but he'd beaten a couple of those other guys, you would say, okay, we write it off. Sam Turner's tough, correct. But I think it's just another a, another um, check mark in the long line of of questions. Another question in the long line of questions that is, is, is Cade Brock's season. The interesting thing is. We got to see Cade Brock wrestle real early on against Joey McKenna at the All-Star Classic. And Joey McKenna put it on him for a major decision. And what I thought was, oh, my goodness, Joey McKenna is just that great. And and he is. But now I'm starting to think, you know what? This move up to 141 for Cade Brock has not served him well. And it's not – look, I traded for this dude in fantasy, and so I I think I made a mistake because –
1: you know, for a guy that used to get on me for talking about my fantasy team a lot, you you yeah. I'm just gonna leave it at that. <laughs> I'm keep saying, going, keep going, bro. I'm
0: saying I think I made a mistake because I, I don't see a lot in him right now that's gonna make me believe that he's going to be uh t- t- that he's going to just, you know, snap out of it and all of a sudden be a top three four guy at this weight class.
1: Can I just make a comment? Yeah, go ahead. For anybody listening to this podcast, get yourself some Don Julio Blanco tequila, put some ice in a glass. Pour a little bit of that tequila over that ice And throw about four limes in there Four four lime slices, squeeze them in there I said four
0: limes, a lot of limes
1: Four lime slices, this stuff is delicious, but carry on I bet it is, no, no
0: I agree with you You know, and I think, I think that And I'm sure this is probably on your list as well But fuck, one of the biggest surprises To me is Oklahoma State What is going on with the, the lineup
1: baby We've been talking about it well, that, Exactly, to me That's one of the biggest shocks is Have we ever and guys, maybe it's happened. Maybe it's happened, but I'm not. I didn't have time to go back and and scour through the interweb to see if it's ever happened. But have we ever happened? Have we ever seen a team as good as Oklahoma State who is battling for ultimately the number two spot in the country? Okay, they're right up there with Ohio State, Michigan, Iowa, whomever else. Have we ever seen a team that is essentially making massive roster changes? Right before postseason. And we're talking about one, okay? We're talking about a Joe Smith going down to 165 for the first time all year, all right? All year. Didn't wrestle the first half of the year, came back, wrestled 174. Suddenly, he's just going to start the postseason at 165. Then, on top of that, you're bringing. Jacoby Smith, but da- back down to from one eighty four to one seventy four. He was having great success at eighty four. I thought he was, ha- I-, I thought he was doing well. I now, thought he looked better. The Oklahoma State coaches seems to think he was getting over, you know, horsed around at one eighty four by who? But on top by of that, who, John? On top of that, if the loser of Joe Smith and Chandler Rogers, assuming there is going to be a wrestle off, or if there is not going to be a wrestle off, Chandler Rogers going up to one seventy four to battle, um, Jacoby Smith. Are we seriously talking about an All-American getting set out of this lineup? So what? So Dakota Gear can be the starter at 184? Maybe Rodgers go up to 84. I don't know. I thought about that, honestly, though. Rodgers go to
0: 184? I thought about it nah, in my head. Nah, man. You, no, bro, it's bad. It's not bro, good. You can't no. It's not.
1: You don't think you can beat Dakota Gear? Um... Actually, honestly, in that situation, I would I would actually favor Dakota Gear in a wrestle Yeah, off. I would, too. Okay. I would, too.
0: I'm just saying I thought about it in my head. Cause I'm thinking when like, you're a big-move guy
1: on? like Chandler Rogers, who is fun to watch, and I, I would love to see him do the OSU freaking celebration you know, at the national tournament that he just did in the Iowa duel, whoo, that was nasty. But when you're a big-move guy, when that's working for you at 165, it's a bit harder to do that stuff against 184 guys. Who, who just came down from 197 So what you're saying is We know more than John Smith No that's not no, what I'm no, saying No I, I know what I'm but, saying But I need question. to know the rationale What's the rationale? Come
0: on John Why, why,
1: why fuck with your lineup so much Right before the fo- postseason why Ben There's no there, I, I, ha, I have the
0: same questions as you do And I have zero answers I have zero answers man Alright I'm sorry I, I normally would like to engage in this conversation But you We both had the same conversation Many times And I don't have an answer to it besides Yeah I, I, I don't really either sense. What else you got You know another surprise And I'm gonna go team I'm gonna go team And it's gonna make some sense this year The University of Pittsburgh where the NCAA wrestling tournament is going to be held. All right, four and eleven last year with losses, and I'm not trying to be a dick by naming these losses, but stick with me here. Four and eleven last year with losses to Clarion, West Virginia, North Dakota State, NC State, and South Dakota State. Oh,
1: no, oh, that's they basically had an Arizona State year last year. Yeah, they, they,
0: yeah, Stanford wasn't on there, but other than that, <laughs> this season thirteen and three with wins over Northern Iowa. Good win WVU Who they lost to last year Right Clarion Who they lost to last year Oklahoma North Dakota State Who they lost to last year South Dakota State 34-0 to NC State They beat NC State And they beat Virginia And they're doing all this With two seniors in the lineup And they got two guys Ranked to All-American this year With two more top 15 guys
1: This is what I'll tell you Ben I, I, you, that, that is a good one right there But I'll tell you this right now Keith Gavin is doing an amazing job as a coach of that team, all right? Last year, I think that was – last year was his first year at the helm, right? Right. All right, so basically he takes over a program that eh, – let's face it, okay, they, they they were having some problems. Underachievers,
0: right, say the well, least.
1: underachievers on the map, but come on, we had some problems, all right? All right, you had some you had some internal problems that you you had to clean house a little bit intestinal okay problems. oh intestinal maybe some bowel problems they had, they had to get, some, they had to get rid of some shit let's put it that way to. okay and, and, and I think last year that's what that was all right that's what that was and for the guys that <laughs> stuck with him all right that said look we're just gonna flush this out Going flush it out this. yeah all right and then trust the process trust what I'm doing we're seeing. The fruits of his labor and his game plan this year, and I think that bodes well for that program. But let me tell you this: it does not bode well for a lot of other schools that are competing against them because them, just like Penn State, and I'm not saying they're going to reach Penn State status, but they are in the middle of one of the biggest hotbeds of wrestling in the entire the country. Baby. One of the biggest hotbeds in the entire country, the Whippial, right by Cleveland. Okay, they, I mean they can recruit from anywhere. Once they start having consistent success, they're gonna start getting a lot of big time recruits, and they're gonna be they're gonna be damn good.
0: They're gonna be scary. They put together a squad too, a staff. Jordan leans on that coaching staff, right? I mean, that dude knows how to wrestle a little bit, right? I mean, he was just a couple time. I think he was at least a one time national champ for Cornell. What do you
1: expect? He's a redhead. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. They got Drew Headley, and then they got Mr. March himself, Connor Utzi, on the squad. <laughs> <laughs> If anybody knows how to get on the podium and march, Connor, you
1: baby. Here's the guy that I don't know so what he was, and 18. What was he doing? He was he was swimming laps until February last year. Like, hey, you want to come out and wrestle? He said, "Yeah." And then was he, that last year or two years ago? Two years ago. Years and years then he beat year. Lee Zach <laughs>
0: yeah. at the Bigs. It was crazy. I so, love it. So Pittsburgh, yeah. So the, that's all I got for um um for surprises. But you know those. I think those I are got some a surprise. You no, know, yeah. I want to listen to you. I want to hear what you got to say. But yeah. I don't know. am sorry. I cut you off there.
1: No, go ahead. No, finish. No, I I, what all I was
0: going to say is, I think those are some of the surprises that maybe some people kind of underlooked. You know, before I started researching, that I thought were pretty
1: were pretty neat. No, I, I agree with you completely. And I, I tell you what, the Pittsburgh one—that's I really want to I want to go back and do some do some more digging on on them and some research on, on on their seasons and everything because I think that's fascinating. And that just goes to show, man. Look. I think people knew and really respected Gavin, and that's why he got the job. But I will tell you this right now, as much as I thought he was the right man for that job, especially when people were calling for uh, Santoro Santoro, to to take that job, Tim Flynn, and, um, you know, there was a little, like, there were were some people that were like, yeah, you know, okay, Gavin. I thought Gavin was the right man for that job, but I did not expect him to turn things around as quick as he did. And on top of that, on top of that, Talk to me about Mickey Phillippe and what he's done before this year and then what he's done this year. I mean, here's a guy that gave Dayton fixes fix his only loss this year, okay? Right. Uh, went out. D- did he win the Cliff Keen? Or he took second? No, to took meet. second, Just, took second uh, to To Yeah. Okay. Um, but having a hell of a year, basically wrestling above what at least I expected him to do this year based on what he's done the last two right. years.
0: Right. Did, I didn't see much in the past two years that would have ex- explained – his jump this year Now we knew from a, high school, from a high school standpoint He was a stud But you know He's got two losses this year One to Seriano And then kind of an outlier To Corbin Meyer He'll get a chance to wrestle him Again um, At the ACC tournament Potentially um, But even
1: besides Not looking at his losses Talk,
0: talk about his wins Yeah Lee Zach Pletcher Fix Fix You know Real good And then you got Bonacorsi Freshman Correct Nino Oh Santino Yeah I mean that dude Has just been a freaking nightmare For everybody at one, 184 That wants to be ranked second so I mean those two guys And you know And then they also got uh, That heavyweight Demetrius uh, Thomas I believe Who's solid And they got another Top 15 guy In Taylor uh, Romani From Marysville, Ohio So um, You know I I expect them to have Multiple All-Americans This year You, you
1: got another I, I, Oh go ahead I, I, Yeah I don't think That's out of the realm Of possibility um, But yeah Good call on that one uh, Let's Keeping to the team themes
0: Yeah let's do team themes
1: <sighs> Sticking to Pennsylvania here you go folks Fuck now Here's what you wanted I would be remiss if I didn't talk about Penn State Okay And What surprised you about Penn State? Honestly man I think if you really paid, pay attention, paid attention to their season And kind of look at what they've been able to do this year there's a lot to be surprised about. And I look, we expected them to be, to, no, to be the number one team this year. I expected them to be the number one team. You expected them to be the number one team. Every wrestling prognosticator expected them to be to the top team. But right now, they graduated Zane Rutherford. So you look at their big four. Nolf, Vincenzo Joseph, Mark Hall, Bo Nickel, all undefeated and all Pretty much more or less dominating their way through the season. All right, that's a bit of a surprise to me. I expected Mark Hall and or Vincenzo to have at least taken a loss this year. So to see the Big Four be undefeated, that's a bit of a surprise. Also a surprise. Hey, their one forty one pounder, Nick Lee, is the number one number two ranked guy in the country with only one loss on the year. All right. We knew he was good. We saw what he did last year, I think it, Did he lose first round of the national tournament? Stuck by deal first round and Was it Yeah, and then came fifth. back and took fifth All right. So we knew he was going to be good To be this good, including the win over Joey McKenna Now, granted, I don't think McKenna should have wrestled that match Props to him for doing so But still, a win's a win um, The season that Nick Lee's having He's right there in discussion to being yet another finalist So Penn State, we're looking at five possible finalists right there Including their big four Oh, by the way did we ever, maybe the, maybe you Penn State fans did, maybe you guys did, but I never expected them to ultimately sit a two-time All-American heavyweight on the bench whose brother you have in gray shirt waiting to step in in place of a guy who you decided to sit last year after beating the number one ranked 197-pounder for Shakur Rashid. You decided to sit him for the postseason. Steps in at heavyweight looking every bit like Captain America, the Hulk, however you want to call it, describe him, having the season that he's having and is a definite, definite, not even a finalist contender, but maybe the one guy that could push and hang with with Gable Stevenson. Okay?
0: It, it's crazy. I can Let me
1: give you one more. Hold on. Oh, okay.
0: okay. On top of that. Yeah.
1: So we're talking about, now we're talking about a possible six finalists. Okay? Then you got a guy like RBY. Okay, you got a guy like RBY. True freshman coming in, only two losses on the year, all right? He was able to dominate All-American Ryan Milhoff, who bumped up a weight to wrestling. I'd expect that. Not, not not dominate the way he did, not but I expect him to to, yeah. to beat him. And his first match back off of injury beat All-American Nick Pletcher on Nick Pletcher's—I'm sorry— Luke Pletcher, sorry, <laughs> the, the, the tequila's sitting in. Um, Luke Pletcher, good, I'm Pletcher's home, Matt, all right? Oof. So, I don't expect RBY to make the finals, but he has shown that he's got what it takes to get on the podium and get on the podium high because Pletcher took fourth last year. Oh, hey, oh, you also got undefeated Shakur Rashid at 184. Now, granted, he's undefeated, okay, Um but he set out a good bit against some good competition, probably for practical purposes too. I'll give you guys that. But now we're talking about possibly seven finalists. The big four, plus Nick Lee, plus Kasar plus Shakur Rashid. All right, basically, outside of whoever they're going to throw out at 49, for Claren, Berge, and outside Devin Snup. Look, man, Devin, we love you. We get it. You're doing great, but come on. Yeah, it's I mean, yeah, Snupp's not going to qualify, is. For for the the gonna qualify. Um, This is a team That could put seven guys in the finals Legitimately um, With eight All-Americans And have an argument for Anywhere between four and six National champions Possibly I'd probably put it four But for all practical purposes We'll say four to six Could they challenge the all-time scoring record Which I think I think guys Is 158 points by what the 1986 Iowa team You think that
0: Well you know I think that you're right Um, Whether or not they can actually challenge for it I don't know I'd have to do the math I I think if they get you know five champs and nine All-Americans They're going to do it Because Brady Berge Or Jared McClaren Could All-American at 149 Now I think that That's probably not likely But I think it's Definitely possible I think if they got Nine <laughs> All-Americans And five champs uh, They're going to break That scoring record I don't have the math In front of me But I think that's going to
1: happen I-, I would think that would be a very legitimate possibility because if it is, in fact, that 1986 Iowa team with 158 points, um, they had eight All-Americans, five champs, a runner-up, a fourth, and a fifth. But did they have, and guys, I don't know this. This is a legitimate question. Did they have the bonus capabilities that Jason Nolf, Vincenzo Joseph, Mark Hall, Bone Nickel, and even against, in the early rounds, Kassar has? Kassar and Shakur and Lee, actually. In right? Yeah, round. Great point, great point. Yeah,
0: you're right. I don't know if they did. I, you know that that's that's. I was three years old when that occurred. Um, well, yeah, I was six. Yeah, they can, they can, they can break the scoring record this year without w- losing Rutherford. You know, and they could do it.
1: That's insane, man. So R- to me,
0: that's a surprise. R- I, yeah, and I think the biggest thing you mentioned, and, and, and I'm glad you brought that up. The biggest surprise to me was you have got a two time All American sitting on the bench for a guy that's never started before in the postseason, and it's the right call.
1: It is the right call. <laughs> that's crazy because it is offensive. How offensive Anthony Cassar is at heavyweight! Like I am, I am a, God damn it! What's the word? I, I, I'm appalled. I'm offended. I'm appalled. I'm offended. I'm jealous. Because, I'm extremely jealous. <laughs> extremely jealous. <I'm> extremely jealous.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I want to look like him. Oh, I'm I want to look like. I him I want to be him. I want his hair.
0: Yeah, I just He's got really, that jersey hair. Really, I, I, yeah, I want. I need a Freaky Friday. I like am Tony. Yeah, I, I, yes. Hey Tony. I, I definitely need a Freaky Friday situation with uh, Tony Cassar here <laughs> soon.
1: <laughs> That's a good one, man. Man. God damn it. There you go, Penn State people. There, There's your 10 minutes of love. Yeah. So what else, buddy? That's about it for surprises. Let's do a little, hey, for shits and giggles, you want to do a little stock up, stock down going into the postseason? Yeah,
0: I got I got some stock up, stock down. You might enjoy.
1: Well, Bro. Give me the old Mike Concho and lay it on me. (laughs) I'm going to spread it. (laughs) I'm going to spread it.
0: My number one stock up, the ACC, baby. The ACC, six schools in the conference, and this year they got 37 automatic qualifiers. They got five allocations at 184 pounds and then four allocations at six other weights. And we're talking six schools. Last year they had 34, so they've got up by three this year. The year before that they only had 31. The ACC is on the rise, guys, with with teams like NC State and Virginia Tech kind of stabling the conference, Pitt, as we just talked about, on the rise, and then we've got excellent coaching at all of the schools, North Carolina, Duke, and Virginia. The ACC, with 37 automatic qualifiers with only six schools, is a big stock up.
1: Oh, I love that. And can I just add on a little bit there? Yeah. I'd love to just add on and talk comment on the 149-pound weight class in the ACC sure. because you have – A guy who has been tough forever Who's gotten on the podium, Justin Oliver You've got one of the best freshmen this year In Austin O'Connor And you've got probably the best senior in the country Who's yet to make it on the podium In Mitch Feinsilver Who's been battling his ass off I would agree with that That ACC tournament, that 149 pound weight class Is going to be fucking nails And I can't wait to see the results It's going to be nails
0: And, And like we said with 184 Zavatsky, Renan, Bonacorsi Um, Chip Ness I mean are you kidding me When Chip Ness is you know Return All-American is the last guy that we're talking about In that weight You know that that, The ACC is is Big time stock up
1: I love that you said the ACC And I don't mean to one up you per se Uh But I'm going to say Division one college wrestling in general Oh Okay In a general That's
0: a stock up Because now.
1: that's a huge stock up Because let's face it Look in my opinion Prior to this season There were multiple Multiple weight classes Where we thought Listen There's a guy that's got this shit locked up Okay At least I did For the most part Look You could have said 25 I would have said Spencer Lee locked. 33 I would have said Seth Gross 41 Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe not so much. Forty-nine, maybe not so much. Fifty-seven, Jason Nolf. Sixty-five, I would have said not so much, but that's just because I don't. I, I don't want to save Vincenzo right. Joseph. All right, um, seventy-four. Look, I didn't think Zahid was ever going to lose another college match. Eighty-four, Mymar got it locked up. Ninety-seven, nobody's touching Bo Nickel. Two eighty-five, really? Come on, Gable. Yeah, we knew Gable before he even stepped yeah, on the freaking match. Really, but. There's been so much that's happened this year that that's not the case. And that's one of the reasons why NCAA wrestling, Division One wrestling, stock up. 125 pounds, man, that weight class is shaping up it's wide open. to be insane. All right? You have Rivera. You've got Spencer Lee. You've got Ronnie Bresser. Piccinini having the season that he's having. I love... The fact that Jack Mueller basically threw his balls out on the table and said, Coach, take my red shirt off. I'm going to throw my name in the hat. I'm going after he it. He had this to year. cut his balls off to make 125. <laughs> um, you know, you got a guy like Vito Ruggiou, all right, who. <laughs> talk, about fresh, talk about your balls off. Talk about cutting something off to make weight. <laughs> he, he, he cut his balls and his cock off. <laughs>
0: you know. He still I, only lost a quarter of a pound.
1: That weight class. I mean, Vito's lost one match all year. It's crazy. And that was up of 33. It was. Was it it Chaz? Chaz. To his teammate. I mean, look, man. 125. Don't think for a bit that the unexpected is not going to happen in Pittsburgh at 125. Because the unexpected is going to happen. On top of that, 133. Dude, have we ever been this privileged to see a weight class like 133 and that's considering the returning national champ is out for injury He's out for a year it reminds me of 41
0: from last year i've been saying it all year just like <sighs> i mean anybody in like the top seven could win it oh man, i truly think that it's
1: gonna be i mean just it's gonna be nasty i mean and then on top of that national tournament dude you can't get a ticket you cannot you get can't a get a ticket i tried you can't even get a ticket into a bar to watch it on ESPN in Pittsburgh. I tried to get a ticket for mama. She couldn't she couldn't get you one. You can't. I mean, it's it's insane how the popularity continues to grow and I think it's just going to continue to get better, you know, bigger and better and I love it. So stock up NCAA CW wrestling. And you know what? We're going to be there. We're
0: going to be We're we going to be there for that NCAA tournament now. I
1: know. You know. <laughs> but first, you got to get through Big Ten, Ten weekend. weekend That's next weekend Oh yeah What else you got
0: Stock up Maybe a little tug at the heartstrings Tariq freaking Wilson Made his return to the mat for the Wolfpack After suffering an injury to Luke Pletcher In a duel on January 6th January 6th we haven't seen this dude In his first action back He beats Corbin Myers 6-1 to one. We know Corbin Myers right Corbin Myers beat Mickey Phillippe a little bit ago The fact that he's back on the mat means his stock can only go up Looking forward to watching this young man compete at both the ACC's and the NCAA's. And I'll tell you one thing, he wins those ACC's over Philippi and Corbin Meyer, he's going to have a decent seed at the NCAA tournament. Maybe not as good as what he would have had if he would have wrestled all year, but if he beats Philippe, he's going to have a nice seed. It'll be interesting, actually, to see how they seed 133 at the ACC tournament. I like it. Yeah. So, I like it a yeah, lot. So, you know, I got Tariq frequently. You know, he's a friend of the pod. Well, he was
1: on the pod That's what
0: I mean And so, he's an Ohio boy He's a stock up for Tariq And he's got well dance today.
1: moves oh, Almost dance. as good as you But you know he's got them dance yeah. moves So I'm going to stock up for that My man right there I got another stock up for you Let me hear it Derek White Oh Derek White Heavyweight Oklahoma State 24 and 1 I want you to I want you to Just Riddle me this Ponder me this Ponder me this This guy Is riding a 20 match winning streak heading into the postseason The only guy with a longer winning streak At the heavyweight division Is Gable Stevenson who's undefeated in this year
0: Wait did he lose to Gable like in his second match?
1: Uh, he so. basically lost to Gable In his second match 8-2 to two. Since then he's rolled off 20 straight victories And let's Including let's, let's name some of the people he's beaten He beat Neville's at the scuffle He beat Kassar at the scuffle. He laid it on Demetrius Thomas from Pitt, who's having a great season. He beat Jordan Wood. He's beaten Zach Elam. And he just recently beat Sam Stoll. Derek White is a guy that's never been on the podium in his entire career. He's the number two ranked heavyweight in all of college wrestling right now. He's riding a 20-match win streak heading into the postseason. And he is one of the few people that was able to keep it to a decision with Gable Stevenson. It just goes to add more fireworks and intrigue to the heavyweight weight class because even though we all believe that this is Gable's to lose, the battle for number two is going to be very, very interesting.
0: I, and I and I think, like you said earlier, I think there's two guys that can give Gable a match to potentially beat him, and, and it's only because hey, we've seen freshman heavyweights fall at the NCAA tournament, and it would be um, it would be Sam der- Stoll. It would be <laughs> Sam Stoll's knee ain't doing shit. It would be it would be white. Vince Turk, white and Vince Turk. Yeah.
1: What if he shoots on Gable like he shot? Vince Turk's been. going heavyweight this year because he's already taken down Stoll. He knows how to get
0: to the leg. Oh God! All right, I got one more stock up for you, homie. Speaking me, of Iowa, Patricio Lugo. <laughs> you don't like him. No. Look, since the subpar Midlands, Lugo's only lost once, and that's in sudden victory to Ashnault. He's got wins over Tommy Thorne, 14-0, 13th-ranked Cole Martin, and Caden Gefeller. Thought he looked his best all season against Gefeller, significantly more offense. I tell you what, like I said, since that subpar Midlands, his only loss, sudden victory to Ashnault. Stock up to Lugo. I think he gets on the podium this year if he keeps wrestling like he's been doing.
1: Look, I can't—I mean— Valid, valid stock up I don't see Lugo getting on the podium this year I'm sorry I know you said if he's wrestling like he has been this year I get it, but I just I don't see it Maybe that's because I'm just you know, Fool me once, shame on you Fool me twice, shame on me And I feel like he's been fooling us for a long time So I'm not buying into it You ain't buying that stock I'm not buying that stock What you got though? Tell me something I'll give you one last stock that I'll sell you Stock up All right. and this this guy, here's another guy, and I love these guys, who's never been on the podium. Oh yeah. But he's having a hell of a season, okay? I'm gonna give you stock up Branson Ashworth from Wyoming. Yes. Okay. Yes. Look, right now, Ashworth is approximately thirty and three on the season. He's riding about a fourteen match win streak, okay? Here's a guy in the tough weight class of one hundred sixty five who has yet to be on the podium. When you look. He has not lost since losing three to one to Makai Lewis at the uh, at Cliff Keen November thirtieth. He hasn't lost since then. And when you look at his three losses, three to one to Makai Lewis, three to two to Logan Massa, Cliff Keen again, and then a seven to four loss to Chance Marsteller, that's his. Th- those are not bad losses at all. When Except the losses. When you look at his wins, I mean, here's a guy with wins over. Demetrius Romero from Utah Valley, that we talked about, six to one recently. That's a great win right there. He's also got wins over Connor Flynn, major decision. He's got wins over um, Chandler Rogers, Isaiah White. Those are legit, legit wins. Branson Ashworth is a guy, again, another senior, never having made the podium. He is. A guy that I expect to be on that podium, even in that gauntlet of a 165-pound weight class. Stock up on Branson Ashworth going into the postseason.
0: I'll buy that. I hope he gets on it. I hope he does, too. I hope he gets on it. What you got for stock down? Here's some stock I'm trying to sell you because it's down a little bit. Uh, I'm a buy low-sell-high type of guy. All right. All right. Well, then you might be buying Ian Parker, the 141-pounder from Iowa State University. After wins in late January against Cade Brock and Dom Demas, the Iowa State sophomore has cooled off, losing his last three matches. Lost to Grant Willits from Oregon State, 9-4. to Then dropped a tough one to Auburn, and then he got pinned by Ironman. Look, I understand that Auburn and Ironman, legit All-American contenders. Grant Willits, not a bad wrestler in his own right, but certainly not looking at, you know, trying to make his way to the podium, at least, you know, from, from the rankings perspective. Ian Parker, after a hot January, cooled off, stock down.
1: You know what? I actually would buy that stock from you if I was being—if I'm being honest about it. Yeah. Uh, I think stock down is very legitimate for him because uh, you always, any time a guy is going into the postseason riding a three, like a three-match losing streak, right. look, that that doesn't bode well. Um, if anything, for their confidence, and maybe maybe it's physical, maybe he's hurt or something. Right. But at minimum, for their conf- confidence. But here's a guy, like you said, great win over Cade Brock, great win over Dom Demas his match against Jaden Ironman, if you didn't watch that match, go back and watch it because he was giving Jaden Ironman all Ironman wanted business. until Ironman get basically him the, caught him in what Ironman does. He, he, he ironman You know, him. He, he basically did what he does to everyone. So if you were actually selling me, if that was a stock on the stock exchange, I'm if, selling if it. it was IP, ISU, Ian Parker, Iowa State University, <laughs> I'd buy that.
0: I'm selling to I'd you cheap, buy it because I'd get it cheap. Pennies on a dollar, cheap. baby. What you got stocked down now?
1: Oh, speaking of guys heading into the postseason on a losing streak, and this guy is actually on my fantasy team. I got to go stock down on Caden Gefeller. You're going G, huh? I got you. I I do. I got to go stock down on G. Um, Again, a lot like Ian Parker, anybody that is heading into the postseason um, on a losing streak I gotta go stock down, and, and it's not just the fact that he lost matches. That he's on a two match losing streak going into the postseason. Um, it's how he's lost. Yeah, you know Brock Mahler basically laid it on him, did whatever he wanted him to, beat him ten to four. Pat Lugo controlled him the entire match. True, uh, lost seven to four to him. Um, Hasn't quite looked the same since uh, since
0: winning that uh, scuffle title. If you if you don't mind me saying.
1: I mean, I, I, think, I think that's a valid point I will say that since he won that scuffle title Look at the guys he's wrestled Matt Kolodzik, Anthony Ashnault Max Thompson, who he did beat um, Brock Mahler, Pat Lugo His schedule the last month of the season uh, Last month and a half of the season Has been brutal So it's it been 1-4 since the scuffle? And I'm sorry to interrupt you there but I'm No, interested. so if I look at this, he's 1-2-3-4 uh, 5-4 Five four. and four since the scuffle. Okay, got it. Okay, um, and on top of that, when you combine those losses with how he's been winning against top competition, uh, or top top competition, uh, Max Thompson nine to seven sudden victory. Look, that's a win. A win's a win. Okay, especially over an all Max Thompson's yeah. good. Yeah, um, the the win over Mitch Fine Silver. We know how that came about. Obviously, um, right now, look, Caden. I expect you to turn it around. I expect you to battle your butt off and get on that podium. But your stock's taking a little bit of a dip head. I'll in buy the some season. of that
0: stock. You buying it? I'll buy some of that stock. All right. Here's some stock I think I'm selling that I'm not sure who's
1: going to buy. Lukey Pleasure, dog. You've been beating up on Luke Pleasure all year. And you know it's what? It's got to be hey, Lukey Pleasure, uh, right? Look, Ben Watson, you're starting to piss me off. Why? You're starting to offend me. I like Luke Pletcher. He's on my oh, fantasy team. I can tell. Team. I can tell you like him. He's on my
0: fantasy team. He lost his last match of the regular season to Chas Tucker, a dude he's never lost to before and beaten multiple <laughs> times. Mitch. I know. We talked about this ad nauseum on the podcast, but he's really struggled to take guys down this year. He almost looks timid on his feet, dude. Lost to RBY, beat Ben Thornton on a hands to the face call. OT with Anthony Tutelo. He's gonna have a tough Big Ten seed. He needs to overachieve a Big Ten to get a nice NCAA seed. At this point, unfortunately, I'm selling some stock on Luke Pletcher. And he's on my fantasy team, so I'm willing to trade him, too. And uh, today's the last day to be able to
1: do that. I got a 33-pounder. I'll trade you.
0: (laughs) Who you got? I
1: got a little backpack. (laughs) Lezak. Stock down. Why?
0: (laughs) Nah, Lezak's fine.
1: All right. So I'm going to give you one more stock down before we wrap up this podcast. Yeah. In honor of our fellow friends up north, I'm going to go stock down on Alec, Alec Pantaleo. Really? I am. I'm listening. Look, and it's not even just how he's been wrestling recently. I mean, this guy is basically, um, he's 11 and six on the year. Okay. 11 and six, 14 and six on the year. Something like that. Um, he's not having the year that we expected him to have, um, you know, he's he's two and three in his last five matches. Obviously, you know, he he lost obviously you're gonna lose to Jason Nolf. Um he lost the, the the one to Ryan and Deacon where I think Deacon actually had to mount the comeback to beat him. Mm-hmm. Um it, I I just I'm not seeing it, man. I think him with being sick earlier in the season and then trying to leverage that sickness to get down to one hundred forty nine. That didn't work out for him, then going back up. I'm just not seeing it. I mean, this is a guy that lost to Sammy Sasso when he dropped down at 149. Look, Sammy Sasso's good, but he's a red shirt for Ohio State, who, in all reality, Pantaleo, who thought he was going to be contending for the one, He dropped to win the title In the 149, title. and you're losing to a guy like Sammy Sasso, then you go back up to 157 I don't like the decisions That were made there, his first match Back up at, at 157, he lost to Christian Paglia layout from Arizona State um, I don't like it, I don't like it at all I'm not, I don't like this guy Going into the postseason, and honestly Ben, if I was a betting man I may put a little money that he Doesn't get on the podium, holy shit That would shock me it Which, it, it, if you would have told, if, if we would have had this conversation four months ago, five months ago, yeah, I wouldn't have said that. No, it would have shocked me as well. But I, I'm just not seeing it. I don't think he's wrestling his best right now. I thought, no, no, not no, like no, he was last year. You know, last year when he had seven losses all season long, twenty-one and seven, finished fifth in the country. I just don't see it this year, my man.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I don't know what I'd do with that stock. I'd probably wait till after Big Tens. But the problem is, then it's going to rise or fall. Maybe if it falls so far, I might buy some of it. You know what, they don't sell stock in Yo wrestlers. bro, the
1: stock exchange closes the day before the postseason I starts gotcha, I
0: gotcha, I got you. But I tell you one thing man It was fun to talk about the season a little bit Fun to talk about a little bit of the um, surprises um, from the season Fun to talk about kind of who's going in hot Who's going in not um, It was an amazing regular season I can't wait for the postseason And more than anything I cannot wait to get these
1: t-shirts in guys I cannot hear These are going to be awesome Ben Listen, man, as always, it's been a wonderful regular season. I had fun doing this podcast. And, guys, listen, don't forget about those T-shirts. We're not saying this because we're trying to make money. Please help us do something good to give back to a wonderful organization like Wrestle Like a Girl. We really want to be able to sponsor some young ladies, um, attend one of their camps this summer. So anything that you guys do, it's basically coming from you guys more to come on those shirts. They're coming out. They're going to print this week. Hit us up via email at theinsidetrip1 at gmail.com. Send us a DM on Twitter at theinsidetrip1. Send us a DM on Facebook, the Inside Trip or on Instagram, the Inside Trip. Just contact us if you're interested. We'll tell you how to purchase and help us donate some money to a wonderful organization. All right, guys. That's all we got for you. Episode number 85 is in the books. And as always, don't wind up on your back, bro.